Welcome to the Chris Hanna Show. Are you feeling tired, burnt out, drained from the corporate grind? Do you find that balance and happiness in your career and your personal life that you want it, but you're having a hard time finding it? Well, then you have come to the right place this week. Because on this week's episode of the Chris Hanna Show, I have the privilege of speaking with Avani Patel. Avani is a former tech industry veteran who, after experiencing her own burnout, found a way to reconnect with balance and presence in her life. She's going to share her journey of discovering that new approach to her life and how that has helped her feel more energized, fulfilled, and connected to her authentic self and how she helps others do that as well. Uh, join us today as we really dive into this, and she's going to share her expertise as a hypnotherapist and some of the other unique ways that she's continuing to help people really just discover their their true selves and up-level all aspects of their lives. Welcome to the Chris Hanna Show, Avani. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to have this chat with you. So you have had quite the journey, really, when you think about it throughout your entire career. Like, as I said earlier, you spent some time in the tech world. You did some social work, I believe, as well. And then you've now, for the last couple of years, really been going out all on your own. I wonder if you could just explain for listeners, really, a bit of that origin story of what led you to eventually kind of bet on yourself and, and kind of go all in on your own thing and, and really what that is all about. Yeah. So I, from a very young age, always wanted to help people. That was always within me. And so I went to um, the University of Texas at Austin, Hookham, and we, and I majored in psychology. And so that's how I ended up in social work. And I did that for three years working with pregnant and parenting teens who were also uh, wards of the state. So they were taken away from their parents. And I did that for three, three and a half years. And it really did burn me out because I invested so much in these um, children. And, you know, it kind of got to the point where um, I would worry about them even when I wasn't at work and all of that. So it's almost all consuming, it sounded like, right? It was. And, um, you know, that's just how I am, right? Like I do, if when I do something, I do it 110%. And unfortunately, when you're in social work, you need to kind of, um, you know, have that separation between work and your personal life. So at that time, I had also um, gotten married and I wanted to start a family. So I decided to kind of change gears and go into corporate. And so that's what I did was um, I went into corporate and um, I worked my way, in, you know, into different companies before I landed in the tech industry and at that time, I was also a young mom. Um, I currently have two um, 18-year-old boys that are twins, uh, seniors in high school. So, um, you know, that this was probably around when they were very, very young, one or two years old. And so not only did I have this career that I, and career aspirations, but I also wanted to be a good mom, right? And all the pressure that comes with being a good mom and being a good wife and taking care of your family. And so part of my career was trying to get that balance and that struggle of, am I doing enough? So am I doing enough for my kids and my family? Am I doing enough for my job? You know, and it's like this constant pressure and stress of, you know, where do I need to be right now? Who needs me most? You know, and I'm constantly rushing. So it's constantly rushing to the train to get a, you know, to get there and then rushing home and then rushing to take the kids places. 
you know, and then my weekends, I'm rushing to do all of my to do's and then to Sundays were prep days for me to rush and get everything done for the week, you know, the next week. And this, it was this cycle of burnout and. And you're doing, it sounds like for everyone else, but like, I feel like the missing person right now is yourself in this picture too. Exactly. And that's, that's, I got to the point where it's like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. It is, it, it, you can't sustain this type of living. And I did it for about five years where, you know, I was in this, uh, this thing. And then I just realized that I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with where my life was going. I wasn't happy with where I wanted to be. Um, I was missing out on my kid's life and they're only, they're only young once. Right. And so, you know, I look at them now as 18 year olds and, you know, I, I live with no regrets because that's just how I choose to live. But I look at, um, you know, I look at some of the parts that I was missing in their life and even, you know, maybe even parts of my marriage. I've been married for 20 years and I look at that and I wonder, you know, could I have done more, but without the regret, right, from a higher perspective. So um, I got to the point where I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I created um, better routines, better, um, healthier habits for myself and created stronger boundaries so that I didn't have to live that type of lifestyle anymore. And I could enjoy time with my friends, my family, my children. Um, what is, what's an example for somebody who's listening to this, who's maybe kind of hearing that story and also feeling like, you know what, this, this relates to me, but I don't know how to create maybe boundaries or how to create some of those routines. Like what are some of those early things that you did that really started to, to help you? Yeah. So I think you know, awareness is the number one thing. I think a lot of women think that it's normal to be a busy mom and to, you know, strive for a, a really thriving career and that it's normal. We've normalized burnout so much. And so one, be aware of it, know that it isn't, uh, it shouldn't be normalized, especially in our Western society where it is. And then to start to realize the parts of your life that are missing, you know, the, where are you not happy? Is it your health? Is it your relationships? Is it your spiritual sense? You know, all of these things were missing from my life. And so I decided that those were the aspects I was going to create, um, you know, boundaries around to say, after, you know, a certain time, I'm not logging back on because I want to be with my kids. And then I would log on, you know, before I would be logging on after bedtime. Well, that's not okay either because I want to spend quality time with my husband or I want to be able to get on the phone with my, you know, with a friend of mine and catch up or I want to go out to dinner or, you know, a date with my husband. So these were the things that I started to incorporate back into my life because they had left a hole within me that I now uh, wanted to get back. It's almost kind of like you mentioned kind of like like the Western society, like and how they look at burnout. But I think there's also this thing where it creates this culture of like work, work, work all the time. And so many people are kind of left in this world, especially over the last couple of years when people have now really, really worked remotely, where they're really struggling to kind of turn off work and still be there. So I imagine this is something that a lot of people are also continuing to feel, especially in the last few years is is that been a contributing factor as to kind of what you're, what you're now doing and, or, or what is, like, wh what really started you to be like, I'm going to take what I've, I've done for myself and offer it for other people. I'm glad you mentioned that because, and, and that it is totally related to the pandemic, 
um, like you mentioned. So I'll take you back 10 years ago. I was at a bookstore and I was just looking for a self-help book. Again, this was part of my journey to recovering from burnout. And I happened to pick up a book that I knew, not, knew nothing about. And it was called Journey of the Soul by Michael Newton. That book changed my life. It was about a uh, psychologist who was able to take his, um, his clients into a regression and go into past lives. And so I read his book through and through and all of his other books because I could not get enough of this. And it gave me this profound perspective on life and the important, uh, importance of our lives and how we've planned a lot of uh, what we're going through. And that if we can't um, improve upon ourselves and focus on what's really important to us, all of this hustle, this grind, the money that comes with it, none of it is important if we don't get to enjoy our life the way that we have planned it. And this is a planning from way before we've even come into this. So that book changed my life. And during the um, pandemic, I decided that I, that I wanted to do something to help others. And I, um, I'd always thought that this that Dr. Newton was somebody that um, I looked up to, but it, I put him almost on a pedestal and I never thought that I could do what he was doing. I just thought he had these magical qualities that um, he had, but no one else could. But I started to realize that um, this is something that I could do. And there's a reason why I picked up that book that many years ago by random. It's kind of like the universe telling you like that you needed this book, I guess, in some ways, right? <laughs> totally. Totally. It was a universe just saying, pick me. And so um, I started during the pandemic, I started taking courses and practicing, had a coach who really taught me how to uh, use hypnotherapy and, you know, do it, help people um, for their past lives, but also this life, because in this life, I've helped people with, you know, things like abundance, with their health issues, with you know, self-confidence, so many things that we have that are pressing upon us in this lifetime. And what happens is they're in our subconscious. So these limiting beliefs or these behaviors, these patterns are in our subconscious. And usually they fall into our subconscious before the age of seven or eight. So we don't even realize that it's in there. And they become so deeply rooted within our minds that um, through hypnotherapy, we kind of remove our conscious mind, which is our waking mind, and we can get into those subconscious beliefs to pull them out. And so whether that's, you know, this lifetime or previous lifetimes, we have all this information and we have access to it. And hypnotherapy is a way that we can help transform people and, and get that information out to the surface so that we can transmute it. And so I know I've asked you this question outside of this podcast before, but I think it'd be important for other people to hear it. So when I hear the words hypnotherapy, I assumed it was always just kind of like in person, that's it. But you do it virtually. Right. All of my sessions are virtual. And the best part about that is you're not rushing. You're not rushing to get to a stale environment, let's just say into an office that you've never been before. You can literally do this in the comfort of your own home and just relax, right? I think the most relaxing place for most people is their home. 
And so you can go into and into your home on, on your sofa or, you know, a recliner and really get comfortable in a place that's familiar with you and start to unwind. And I help people get into that hypnotic state completely at home. And I think that's, that's amazing because it's offering like obviously convenience for people. How do you address the people out there who might be, I'm going to call them almost like the negative, the naysayers who are like, ah, this is, this is all hokey stuff that like, this isn't real. There's no way this can impact people and, and help them. How do you, how do you address that or overcome the people who maybe just have those, I guess, doubts about maybe hypnotherapy and what it can, can bring? I mean, I really talk to them about uh, the subconscious mind and, you know, where our information lies, but mostly the people that come to me are ready. I don't really deal with a lot of naysayers because I'm not here to convince anyone otherwise. Um, you know, do your research, follow me on social media. I have tons of social proof. And if I, if I can't, you know, convince you from just all my work that I've already done, then it's just not your time right now to do it and come to me later on. But, um, you know, the people that come to me truly believe that they can get the results that they're looking for. And I want to work with those people, the people that um, are ready and they trust me and they trust themselves and know that this is the right thing for them. So, so when you talked about, you know, you can use hypnotherapy to maybe, you know, bring in more abundance in yourself. Can you give a little example of, of what that might potentially look like if someone who's kind of thinking about this is maybe an option to, you know, that maybe they should try or that might be able to work for them? Yeah, I think a lot of people have this belief about money that, you know, it's bad or that they don't have enough of it or what can I do to do more of it? And I have, do I have to keep working, working, working in order to gain more? And there's all these subconscious beliefs, you know, that maybe you grew up without money. Maybe people associate money with, um, you know, people that are rich and that, you know, kind of uh, are bad people and that they do bad things to society, right? We People have these beliefs about it and it keeps them stuck. And so sometimes no matter how hard they work or how hard, how hard they try, they can't seem to get themselves out of that stuckness when it comes to money, prosperity, abundance. And so we, uh, so I look at, you know, whether you want to do it in this lifetime um, or even a past life where you've had money struggles, right? Um, I look at, let's take a, let's look at where you were when these beliefs got into your mind and then let's shift yourself, shift you out of it. And I do these powerful clearings so that I can put, not only take those out, but I put, um, you know, better uplifting, hap you know, happier, more confidence into your mind so that you don't have those beliefs anymore, but you believe that money may be working for you. You believe that you're capable of bringing money to you or whatever those beliefs are. We'll put um, other ones in there to help. So it's kind of like take out the negative thoughts or the stuff that's kind of holding you back, put in the stuff that's actually going to help you move forward. That's more positive. The outcome that you're looking for. Yeah, I use this example of a flat tire, right? You've been using this car and, and your, your car is now flat. You can't move, right? That's what eventually happens when you have these limiting beliefs. You get stuck. And what do we do? We change that tire and we put a new one in. And now you're going even better than you were before. 
So that's kind of my example of, you know, really replacing these uh, negative beliefs with ones that are more positive. What I think is remarkable about your story is that it starts from picking up a book that the universe obviously kind of gives you. And then you're, you're kind of in the corporate world. You're going through, you know, probably a lot of change and growth and stuff. And then eventually you decide to strike out on your own and really be able to, to offer the coaching, the hypnotherapy. What's that journey been like for you now as kind of having gone out on your own as, as an entrepreneur and a business owner? Yeah, at first I really felt like I was hiding. You know, I was nervous. Um, I wasn't sure how to truly express what I was doing to other people. I was afraid of being judged. And um, it really has been a journey of my own awareness too, right? And knowing that what I do helps people just propels me to be my most most authentic self. So that has been my my own journey um, these last few years and seeing parts of my journey where I was stuck and I was burnt out. And now I have this amazing coaching program where I get to use hypnotherapy to take out those deep-seated beliefs about somebody um, related to burnout as well as having that coaching along with it. So not only are we doing, um, you know, the deep work through hypnotherapy, but the day-to-day work through coaching in 12 weeks. And we're taking these women from, you know, being stuck and grinding to really living out their authentic selves back, you know, and present with their families, their friends and themselves. So it's kind of interesting, right? So going through the journey of, of, of building your own business. Yes, you're helping other people, but it's helped you in so many different ways as well. Completely. I was a completely different person. Um, it'll be almost two years in uh, at the end of this month. And I was a completely different person. I was um, actually for the first few uh, months, I was hiding behind a logo. I was even afraid to talk about what I was doing. And it's really come, you know, 360 and now or it's really come 180 to where I now want to be my most authentic self. And whoever um, has any judgments towards me, um, I, it doesn't bother me because that's their own you know, awareness and their own journey. And I take the fact that I am able to help people and that's what I truly want. And that's why I get on social media. That's why I talk about what I do and do what I do is to just help others. If I can even help one person, that is what I'm here for. I absolutely love that, right? In that if you can help just one person, that's making an impact. And I'm, I'm totally there with you as well. Like as I went through this journey of trying to build different income streams for myself and trying to figure out you know, who I am through this process, there was a time where I kind of hid behind I love the phrase, a logo that you had said there where I just, I was worried to put myself out there and I was worried about how I'd be perceived. And even from people that I probably didn't care about their opinions, but I was also worried about what people were going to say about me. And I think it's a liberating feeling when eventually you get past that thing that's holding you back. Because I think that what when we get held back by stuff that's probably in our head, you know, it's it's kind of, you get, you get even more burnt out or more frustrated with yourself. But when finally that, that thing clicks, you're like, I just got to put myself out there. This is who I am. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to share it with the world. You feel so much better as a result. Yeah. And you really realize it's not that serious. Like we're not that big of a deal, right? Like the people that were afraid to, um, you know, to get their judgments, they may not even see us. 
they, you know, we may just be a blip on their radar, you know, but the people that we really are here and meant to help, they're the ones that are going to find us. They're the ones that are going to see us. They're the ones that are going to watch our contact. And they're the ones that are going to contact us when they need our help. And so I do it for them. And I think that's the important part is that you do it for them. The other thing I think that's also something I, I'd love your opinion on is that I found over the last few years of doing this, a lot of people will give you advice. They'll give you ideas. They'll give you like, you got to do this strategy or that, or people are trying to pitch you all the time. How do you feel about that kind of world that I think a lot of business owners kind of live in constantly being pitched, but also the idea of, you know what, I, I maybe you've tried some stuff and it hasn't worked out. Like how do you eventually find your way of actually running your business versus other people's way? So I strongly believe in two concepts. One is taking inspired action and two is radical discernment. So I do a lot of um, introspection first thing in the morning when I wake up, um, you know, I'll have my morning practice of meditation, journaling, and really kind of quieting my mind before I, you know, start my day and ask myself, what do I need to do today? And that is where a lot of my um, inspired action comes from. You'll see posts from me and a lot of that comes from, you know, just what I was um, guided to share with, with people. And then I use radical discernment. So that is really just stopping and, you know, checking from within and saying, is this something that feels right for me? And, you know, how do I want to move forward with this information? So those two things really kind of help me throughout my day, not get distracted and not just kind of. Uh, chase after the shiny new object. It is so easy to chase after shiny objects, right? Like I am very much guilty of that, you know, throughout my career. And, and I think not only just in the corporate world, but also like as, you know, entrepreneur and, and kind of doing this stuff as well, right? I think the thing that you said that is so, I think, important for people to remember is to get quiet with yourself. Like the, when you can get quiet with yourself and get real with yourself, you can learn a lot about who you are, what you want, maybe what you don't want in your in your life anymore, and just to give you the clarity and the focus, hopefully to move forward as well. It's hard to shut everything off. Any advice for people of how to how to get into that state to shut things out and maybe be clear with yourself? Yeah, I, I tell people this, especially when they start. Um, they ask me, "How do I start meditating?" Right? I can't shut off my mind. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to shut off your mind. Right? Like it's part of you. It's you know as you um, keep doing this and start, uh, kind of practicing it. It's almost like a sponge, right? As you keep um, doing this more and more, you, it gets easier. You get better and better. So see these thoughts, they, you know, even myself, I'll still have thoughts that come through. I'm just better at kind of stopping them. So see them as like clouds kind of just floating through, notice them. Don't give it too much judgment or don't be hard on yourself when it does come through. Cause I think people are like, Oh, now I got to start all over. And you don't have to start all over, just keep going. And eventually, you know, once you stop allowing them to take over your practice of slowing down, you'll see them, you'll be like, okay, done, you know, next. And then you'll just slow down again and, and keep going. So I really just give myself a lot of grace and, um, I, and I do this throughout the day. So especially busy people, whether you're a man or a woman, um, you know, pause in the middle of your day take some deep breaths, you know, three deep conscious breaths is sometimes all it takes to just recenter and then go about your day. But, you know, 
throughout your day, step away from your desk uh, or just, you know, step away from your laptop, pause, and uh, then you can go about your day again. I think that's that's great advice for people just, again, pause. And it can be as simple as the three breaths. Like, I think that can make a world of difference. I always say give yourself a break at times, too. Like, you don't need to go hardcore all the time as well. Like, every one of us has our own energy cycles as well. So, like, what time of day is best for us to work? Let's operate during that zone, but not, you know, feel like we need to give it all at that time. Like, I, I, I think back in, in a corporate world, right? Where people were like, oh, you know, you, you got to be working, you know, all the time or during that nine to five or the extra time you got to put in. You really don't have to either. There's ways to work effectively, but you got to find out what works for you. Totally. I remember when I was in corporate and I wanted to do, um, I wanted to be super productive. So I was like, I'm on a mission to wake up at 5 a.m. and have that hour time. I'm going to spend 30 minutes uh, or no, 20 minutes meditating, 20 minutes you know, exercising and 20 minutes uh, journaling, or it was something like that. And ask me how many times I actually woke up at five, zero. Like I kept snoozing and snoozing and snoozing because I just realized that 5 a.m. is just not my time. I'm not a morning person when it comes to that. And so I stopped forcing myself to do something that I, and be something that I wasn't anymore. And so then now, you know, after the family is out the door, um, around eight o'clock is when I do my, uh, my morning mindset work, because that's the time that I'm able to fit in my schedule. And I'm okay with that. I think that that's brilliant, right? You got to find the time of day that makes sense for, for whatever it is you're trying to do. Like I know for myself, I would be useless between four and 7 PM for like, if I was going to have a meeting with somebody, they're not going to get the best version of Chris Hanna. Mm -hmm. It is the absolute worst. Cause I have zero energy. But I'm more of an early morning. I can do some stuff at night, but I hate working at night too. Other than that, it's creative like stuff that I get to do. But like I know myself and where I am on that 24-hour clock of like what makes sense. And if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to do something either. Like I, I have to make sure I'm feeling it. Exactly. Don't force yourself, right? I remember um, when I was a busy uh, mom doing corporate work, but I wanted to meditate. And I really wanted to do it, you know, first thing in the morning, but I just couldn't wake up. Um, a, I would sometimes just do it in, on the train ride home because I did have a, a train ride to work because I did have a commute. And there were some times where I was just tired and I didn't want to do it in the morning. And so I would do it in the evening and it helped me just wind down for my day. So don't be so rigid and set like in, in set a way that you're going to quote unquote, fail, because you're not going to fail if you do what's right for you, what's more comfortable for you. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure that when you're working with, with women who are burnt out, you're talking about that very thing as well. Yeah. I mean, give yourself grace. And when you, you know, do what's right for you, everybody's got a different schedule. Everybody's body is wired differently. Why do we want to force people to basically be robots and program them, you know, each of the same way? Let's go with your flow and your creativity and what your true gifts and your talents and your skills are. And let's make that your unfair advantage. Love it. I, I think that that's so great. When you, when you think about this, this journey you've been on for the last couple of years, if you could go back in time two years ago, what advice would you give yourself two years ago that you've now kind of learned over the last couple of years, maybe even the hard way, but like, if you had to talk to yourself two years ago, what would that advice be as you're going through this journey? My advice would be, fuck it. <laughs> it's 
forget the judgment, forget your limiting beliefs, forget, um, you know, what people are going to think, forget how you're going to do something. Take those small steps all the time, every day, take the inspired action and just do it because you are here to serve other people to, and it's a ripple effect, right? If I can help one person, uh, one woman, think of all the other people that will be affected just by that person now feeling better about themselves, feeling more confident. They can take that confidence to their workplace, to their families, to their children. Now you are um, a different type of role model for the people that you're around. And to me, that is so important. So none of nothing else matters if you know if you can't just help people and be of service to them the best way that you know how oh my god i love that like that is that is so beautifully put there like because i think that it's kind of almost in a way it's getting out of your own way i guess when you really look at it by just saying like fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do this because i would imagine when you first started there's a maybe a little bit of you know, trepidation or a little bit he- hesitant to kind of maybe put yourself out there and do it but you're like hey <laughs> just move on like just just do what you're meant to do here right and when we can see our lives way above you know ba- out of that grind in the hamster wheel when we can see it from a higher level a higher perspective then you know that each of us has some gift that we are here to bring to the world whether you know it or not you know, and that is the beauty of what I get to do because I get to bring out those gifts to each and every person that I come across. You're incredibly inspiring. And I think that there is a lot of value that you can bring to other people. But I'm curious, who inspires you? Like if you had, whether it's a, a business owner, an entrepreneur or somebody that you could just sit down and have like dinner with a past, present, you know, whoever, who would that person be that you would want to sit down and have that inspiring dinner and conversation with? Who is that person for you? I'm about to get a little sappy here, but to me, my family and my, and my friends inspire me. Um, we um, unexpectedly lost our, my mom um, about seven years ago, and she was my best friend. She was a person that I would call, you know, for everything And so um, she is my number one role model to this day. And she made me who I am. And not only that, but I am inspired by every single person I meet. And I don't put one person above another because everybody's got such amazing qualities that I can't even, I'm at the point where when you see someone at um, the soul level, and you see them as you're another soul on your journey and I'm another soul on my journey. And we're just doing the best that we can with what we know. Um, that it, to me is the biggest, um, you know, to, to me, that's the biggest gift in life is to be able to see somebody for who they truly are and to be inspired by each person that I meet. Wow, well said. I wasn't sure where you were, how you were going to take that, but that was so beautifully answered because it just, honestly, I just, that just, that brings up a lot of thoughts and, and feelings in my mind as here as well. Like that is, that is so powerful. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. How do people work with you? Like how, how can they follow your journey? Where do they, how can they connect with you? Like what's, where, where can they learn more about you and find ways to work with you? 
Yeah. So as you know, I'm pretty much on every single social media site possible. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Pinterest, um, YouTube. So I definitely am out there for anyone, um, whatever's the easiest social media outlet for them. Um, you can find me also on my website at eternalalchemist.com. And I also offer the free Rise and Align calls, and that's for women that are ready to step forward and break that cycle of burnout. They know that they need it. They're at that point in their life where uh, they're committed to their own self-development, their own journey. And so you can book a free 15-minute call with me where we can talk about um, the roadblocks and challenges that you're going through right now. And I help create a personalized plan for you based on uh, your current situation. I love it. Like there's just, you can, you can follow Avni on so many different social platforms, Eternal Alchemists, obviously with their website, the Rise and Align program. If you are listening to this podcast, there is so much value that you should have taken away from this conversation today. Avni, I want to say, I appreciate you so much. Having the opportunity to get to know you a lot more in recent weeks really has been really beneficial and there's some crazy stuff that we have talked about before that I would love to, you know, dive deeper into as well and share. And I'm, it's helping me. And, and I think you're helping so many other people as well with what you're doing. You've got such a gift and a talent that you're giving for other people. And just, I want to thank you for being on the show, but just thank you for also just doing what you're doing because it's helping others. Thank you. I'm, I am honored to be able to be on your show and be able to talk about, um, you know, the things that I talk about and your open mind and perspective to what I do. So uh, thank you again for allowing me to share. Well, again, thank you. And it's just helping other people to be their true authentic self. So uh, again, follow Avni, connect with her. There is so much great that can come from her. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show. And until next time, everyone, remember, as you are going through your life, your career, your business, remember, be your authentic self and go all in. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Chris Hanna Show. As always, the latest episodes are available to listen and subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow The Chris Hanna Show on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter. For more resources and solutions, including blog posts, toolkits, ebooks, speaking sessions, and more, visit chrishanna.ca today. We look forward to connecting again with you soon for another episode of The Chris Hanna Show.